to make a rich, smooth cold brew. Tim Horton steeps 100% Arabica beans for 16 hours. What could be richer than that? Well, uh... How about blending in swirls of sweet Irish cream? Rich enough? Ooh, I guess. Not quite, because Tim Hortons tops that cold brew with the cloud of sweet cold foam. Now, what could be richer than that? Nothing? Exactly. Irish cream cold brew with cold foam now at Tim Hortons. Or try cold foam on any of your Tim Hortons favorites. Modifications extra for a limited time at participating U.S. locations. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxone Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Paranormal Stakeout. I'm Larry Lawson, your host and guide on our continuing journey to discover what really lies beyond life as we know it. And I'm coming to you, as always, from the headquarters of the X-Zone Radio and Television Broadcast Network out of Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And I'm speaking to you from the studios in the southern command post of the X-Zone Nation in beautiful Vero Beach and Felsmere, Florida. Now, those of you that have uh, been with me for a while, you know that in addition to spending time with you on the air, I also have my own uh, paranormal research and investigative team, the Florida Bureau of Paranormal Investigation. And you're also aware of my, uh, my love for sharing history as well as the paranormal with folks on different tours and events down here in the Sunshine State. But tonight, um, I've got a... Uh, I, would like to say a colleague who uh, does the same thing up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Mr. Brett McGinnis. Brett has been exploring the unknown for 12 years. In 2010, he was a cast member on the sci-fi uh, TV channel, channel TV show, excuse me, Ghost Hunters Academy. After the Academy, he returned to Pittsburgh where he finished his bachelor's degree in film and television production. In 2015, he released his first full-length paranormal documentary, The Staring Man, which documented Bruce Tango's uh, experience, first experience as a child in New Jersey. Now, Bruce Tango is a former police officer, and he appeared on the uh, Ghost Hunters TV show, but you might remember his son, Dave Tango, a little bit, uh, a little bit clearer. He also co-founded the paranormal event company Ghosts in That Paranormal Adventures in 2015, Ghost and that takes people on ghost hunts and ghost tours with real paranormal investigators year-round. He continues to grow Ghost and that while producing and directing video content for some of the largest companies in the world. So, Brett, welcome to Paranormal Stakeout, my friend. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. 
Well, you know, you've you've done like Ghost Hunters Academy. That was kind of a spinoff of the original uh, Ghost Hunters TV show, correct? Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a more of a, a spinoff slash sister show kind of. Uh, yeah. You know, we had uh, Stephen Tango from the Ghost Hunters uh, program, and uh, Ghost Hunters Academy was kind of their show. You know. Right. Right. Well, how did you even get into the business? How, what even uh, attracted you to it? And tell us how, how you even got here. Oh well, I, I've just always have been interested in in the paranormal and the unknown since I'd been a small child. It's just something that I that I had a strong interest in. And um, of course, I, I was uh, I was in the right spot at the right time. You know, all the television shows started to happen on TV, and, and I loved that. And uh, I did my first ever paranormal investigation. In 2007, that was my freshman year of college, and there was a <clears throat> haunted cemetery near uh, campus. So mm-hmm. I went out there with some friends, and that kind of got me into And I got into a little bit more, you know, investigating um, s- some places. And then in 2010, uh, I had the opportunity to be on uh, Ghost Hunters Academy there, and that was awesome. And then uh, after that, yeah, I just came back to Pittsburgh, and everything just kind of took off from there. Now, uh- uh, when you had your, your when you first started investigating, you say the first place you went to was in a cemetery. Had yeah. you had any experiences at, at a younger age, anything that you you couldn't explain that helped spur your interest? No, you know that's something I get asked a lot, and because I know a lot of people have had those experiences, and and I uh, I didn't, you know, I I was just interested in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, when did you first experience your first real paranormal event? I mean, how many times had you been out investigating? Well, uh, you know, it was pretty early on. I would say, you know, probably my third time going to this this cemetery. It's well known in the area for being haunted. It's a very small cemetery that's kind of in the middle of the woods, and um, it's uh, we we had some experience experiences there. Um, you know, we got um, some battery drainage on some of. Our, at the time, we didn't really have any equipment. You know, we were just kind of starting out. So we had our digital cameras and, uh, you know, voice recorders, things like that. And uh, we had some battery drainage. We got some strange photos. Um, and, and that just kind of, you know, piqued my interest even more. I think everybody can agree uh, as soon as they actually catch something or think that they catch something, you know, that they're, sure. they're, they're hooked. Now, that's, that's a lot of truth to that. What um, Now, your first group of y'all caught. College, uh, college buddies of yours that went out there? Was it sort of a, a paranormal college group that, that did this, or was this just playing out, going out and checking it out? Yeah, it was just some friends just kind of going out and checking it out. Just, you know, we weren't exactly a paranormal team or anything like that. Um, just some people that were that were interested in it. At that time, I know a lot of colleges now have, have paranormal groups, but mm-hmm. at that time, there was no paranormal group at, at that university that I attended. And then I, I actually transferred to another university, and there was no paranormal group there. But by the time I graduated college, both of those universities had paranormal groups. So it was just kind of in the midst of, uh, of all these colleges starting up these, these paranormal teams. Well, there's a lot of folks out there that uh... – and I'm sure you've run into them. They uh, they saw the TV shows. They got excited about them. They may even have started investigating and maybe even had dreams of, of doing something like that, you know, yeah. getting on the TV. How did that happen to you? How did that how did that occur? Well, I, I just when it comes down to it, I just got really lucky. You know, um, I had I was watching Ghost Hunters on Sci Fi Channel and I was home for Thanksgiving break from college and I was watching it at home and. I uh, saw a TV advertisement saying that they were casting for this new ghost hunting show on the Sci-Fi mm-hmm. Channel, and uh, for some reason, I, I went on the website that they that they had and I applied for it. And I had never really done anything like that before, you know. I hadn't tried to get onto American Idol or anything crazy like that, <laughs> but for some reason, that just it called to me, and I, I I still to this day don't know why I I I actually did it, why I I pressed the button, but I went on. I applied. I had to write a little bit about myself, send some photos to them, and uh, I didn't hear anything back. I heard nothing. I didn't get a confirmation email. Nothing back. So I, I kind of forgot about it. You know, I didn't. I didn't say uh, anything to anybody about it because why would I? Am I going to tell everybody I applied for this? You know, <laughs> TV show. So um, it was. It was a few months later. I guess it had to have been after Christmas break, going back to college, and I was. You know, I, I was majoring in film and television production, and I was taking a graphics class at the time. And 
uh, the teacher was showing us how to make a graphic with some smoke that would spell out a name. And I said to my friend beside me, I said, hey, you know, that that looks like something that they would use on on ghost hunters. And he says, oh, yeah, it does. I said, you know, I actually applied for that show and I never heard anything. You wouldn't believe it. But that day I got a call from the uh, the people out in California that were in charge of the show saying that they were that were interested in me for the show. <laughs> so oh, OK. The, the first time I had said anything to anybody, just a few hours after that, I got a phone call saying that they were interested in me for the show. And then, you know, it was a long process after that. I had to make a. A video answering a bunch of questions. I had to fill out, you know, background checks. I had to fly to New York and get a psychological evaluation done. Okay, um, sounds like then, you're gonna become a cop like me. Yeah, it, yeah. It was it was a lot of a lot of work after after they gave you that that kind of interest. And then um, after that, I it had to be a couple weeks after the psychological evaluation. Uh, they told me that uh, that we were good to go. So uh, it was crazy, you know. It was it was something. I, I, that I couldn't believe I was doing at the time. You know, a lot of people watch the shows and stuff, and I felt like I was inside of the show. And it was, it was a, it's a really surreal experience, experience just thinking back on it. And, you know, it's been nine years now, which mm-hmm. doesn't seem like that. It seems like yesterday. It was such a huge event in my life and uh, definitely set up uh, myself for things to come. You know, I, I think about sometimes what my life would be like had it not been for that show. Would it be the same? Would I be doing the same thing? And I don't know. It was such a it's such a huge event, uh, and I am uh, I'm very thankful for it. it. A lot of good has come from it, and a, a lot of folks uh, have watched the shows and also wondered was it real? Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of the biggest challenges, at least that I feel that we face in the paranormal investigative and research field, is people watch the TV and expect you to find something in the first ten minutes, right. or you know, it, what was it really like investigating and what was it like conducting this type of work in front of cameras? What's the reality of it? Well, first, everything on the show was real. So nothing nothing was faked, nothing was rigged, nothing was, you know, no, nothing like that at all. So no funny business at all. And I say that 100% hands down. So n- mm-hmm. nothing nothing weird, nothing funny. Um so, you know, on the on the show, the show is like an hour long and it, it makes it seem like, you know, one night or two nights. But in reality, we're at the location for like a week, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we're there sometimes for a really, really long time. Like uh, I know our first location that we did was Waverly Hills in Kentucky. You know, that's a pretty well-known haunted sure. location. Um, and we were there in the middle of February and it was freezing. It's the coldest I've ever been in my life. And we were filming for hours and hours and hours. Um so, you know, in that week span of investigating, now I'm not sure, I can't remember if we were investigating every night, but we were definitely there several nights investigating mm-hmm. um, for hours. And that's for a couple of reasons. Number one is to get, you know, enough evidence to kind of, you know, put a show together because, like you said, you know, sometimes it just doesn't happen, you know? Uh, yeah. so a lot of times it doesn't happen. But uh, so that, that gives us enough time for that. And honestly, whenever we're filming, uh, especially because, you know, there's a lot of filming during the day too, like the tours and interviews and stuff like that. But filming at night, actually during the investigation, I would forget that we were even filming because the camera guys, uh, they stand back really far from you a lot of the times and they're kind of zoomed in on you. It's dark, you know, there's no lights or anything. Everything is in, in IR and um, you, you forget that they're there. You know, mm-hmm. you just kind of get in the zone. Now, whenever whenever we're in the daytime and there's like five humongous cameras pointed at you, you're like, okay, I'm on a TV show. This is scary. And if I mess up, I'm messing up at five different angles right now. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's a little bit intimidating. But the investigation, they, they don't okay. talk to you. There's no communication with okay. them. So. Uh, okay. Well, what I need to, we need to do here is take our first break. I want to okay. hear more about this. this is giving folks a real, yeah. real life view of what it's like to be on a paranormal TV show. So folks, yeah. stay with us. Paranormal Stakeout. We'll be back right after these messages. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. 
yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. And we are back on Paranormal Stakeout with my guest tonight, Brett McGinnis from Ghostnet Paranormal Adventures out of Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, and using a little bit of Pittsburghese here, let's quit jag around and uh, read up the show a little bit. What do you think there, Brett? Yeah, so sounds, sounds good to me. You got it close. You got it pretty close. You know, we say yins a lot and downtown, and yep, that's us, Pittsburgh. Well, well, it's uh, amazing because uh, the reason we connected was a friend of mine, actually my case uh, case manager for the uh, my paranormal team, the FBPI, uh, Sherry Cox, uh, who owns Doodlebug Dowsing, actually connected us, and she's from Pittsburgh. So she, uh, yeah. she actually... Uh, got me hooked up with this Pittsburghese here. Yeah, cool. Um, so, you know, pretty good experience on the show. Uh, you yeah. didn't feel like you were forced to um, enhance anything on the show. It is what it is. Would that be pretty correct? Yep, yep. That's that's my view of it. Like I said, there was no evidence that was faked. Everything that we caught and presented it was actually caught. Uh, anybody who had experiences on the show did have those experiences. Um, so, you know, I, I, it was pretty authentic in my eyes as far as, you know, the, the investigation and everything. Yep. It was all good. That's good. I've, I've had a couple other folks in the shows that uh, on this show that have uh, been on, on programs before and they had a little bit of a dimmer view of it, but I'm, I'm glad to hear your point of view because I, I've pr had the pleasure of meeting both, uh, Jason and Grant Grant in mm. particular were just, was just a super individual. So mm -hmm. it, yeah. it, I'm glad to get this perspective of it. So you spent some time in the show. What, what, it was two seasons, was it? Yeah, yeah. It was actually one season divided in half that people call okay. season one. They call them season one and two, though. But it was in reality, as far as the, the actual show, is one season. What season one and season one point five? Ah, gotcha. And, and I think the uh, you had one famous alumni that ended up with his own show from the Tennessee Wraith Chasers, I believe. Yeah, um, Chris. So, yep. So that's. So I'm glad that I'm interested to hear. I'm glad to hear it was such a good experience. Now, so you finished up the show. You, you uh -huh. go back to Pittsburgh. You, you work on your degree. Your yep. interest in the paranormal is still still there and still growing, correct? Yep. What did you do to enhance it? Did you start, um, and I know you're, you're obviously in the film industry. Right. Did, what did you do to train and work yourself uh, to become a, a more proficient paranormal investigator and did the show did the show help with that um yeah i mean the show definitely helped and i think something that that has helped even more than like being on the show is after the show um because i was on the show i've got to meet a lot of you know interesting people people out there yeah. who have been researching the paranormal for a very 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 long time so uh through connections and conventions and, and things like that. I've got to talk to these people, hang out with them. So I've learned a lot that way. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I got to do some interesting things. I, I think probably one of the most notable was going to uh, Lorraine Warren's museum in uh, Connecticut there. So I got to, I, I've met Lorraine a few times and uh, I got to go to her house there and see the Annabelle doll and, and all uh-huh. those things. Um, I also went, I joined up with um, a couple different paranormal groups here in Pittsburgh uh, after the show and, you know, went on some cases with them. Uh, one group in particular was a, was a, a film group called Ghost Story TV, who just created a bunch of ghost videos and ghost video content. So that was perfect for me, you know. Just yeah. got a film degree, which is, you know, traveling around the United States on this this ghost show. And right here in my own backyard, we got Ghost Story TV. So that was really cool. So, uh, you know, hung out with them, did investigations, did videos with them. So, uh, you know, really just continued uh, delving into the paranormal after after the Academy right here in Pittsburgh. How many investigations do you think you've done over the last, uh, well, gosh, 12 years. Ooh, you know, that's something I've never even thought about uh, as far as, as how many. And I, I don't even want to say a number because my number is going to be way off being put here on the spot. <laughs> I can give you, I can do a, a count up later and give it to you. But uh, I mean, several, several, everything from, you know, residential cases and business ca- businesses uh-huh. um, <clears throat> all the way to public, uh, public locations and then, um, you know, into uh, public ghost hunting events. Well, and that's, that's where I want to, go next here so you've you've come back you, you've had your stint on the tv show you've you've done some other uh, paranormal work now you're working in film a little bit go sonat and from what i understand once again from uh the what sherry was telling me go and that go sonat means ghost and and that right yes. is it yeah okay how did that come about how did this company of yours come about well uh being part of the paranormal team and i'm sure that a lot of paranormal experience uh, investigators experience this <coughs> excuse me um, people wanting to come on ghost hunts with them. Mm-hmm. So we always had people asking us, and you know, we can't really take people into you know strangers' houses and businesses with us to do a a, a proper paranormal investigation. So uh, you know, we had this idea of starting a business where we would take people on real ghost hunts with real paranormal investigators year round, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it was a crazy idea, and I know other people have done it before, uh, and it, it, it really picked up. It's crazy. I would never think that I would be able to sell you know, ghost hunting tickets in the middle of February in Pennsylvania, uh, but, but it happens. You know, people, people love the idea of ghost hunting. Uh, you know, there's, there's tons of fans of all the shows out there. And it's something that a lot of people have wanted to do for a long time, but mm-hmm. it can be kind of difficult for them, you know, because they need a place to go to. They they might want to use some equipment, uh, some knowledge on on the you know on the paranormal and on some of the equipment and on just investigating in general. So what we kind of do is just kind of give them all of that in a nicely wrapped package and uh, invite them to come along with us. Now you're you you on your website you talk about having experience taking these folks out with experienced investigators where, where do these investigators come from what's what's their background uh so there's a wide range of different backgrounds um we have people that have been investigating you know as long as i have um and some that have been into it now for you know five years or so but um we've met them through different ways uh one person that is with me currently was on one of the paranormal teams that whenever I came back to Pittsburgh that I joined up with. So mm-hmm. after the show, so I've, I've known him for a long, long time now. Um, some of the other people we have met along the way, they've come to some of our events um, as paranormal investigators is doing, you know, their own paranormal investigations. And we've met them through actual ghosts in that events. We end up hiring them. Uh, and mm-hmm. then some, some of our people are newbies. You know, we just did a kind of a, a new hire, session here some of our newbies are just kind of getting into it so we're just kind of taking them under our wing and and training them and uh whenever they're ready to to go out there and and lead their uh, their own groups we'll uh we'll let them do it oh now that's an interesting topic when you say train them what type of training do you put them through it my my, my group's a little different in that most uh not most of all the time our events are staffed by members of my actual paranormal team Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, so I've actually got a, a, a full set of uh, experienced investigators there. But when yeah. you bring in a new person um, mm-hmm. or even a person with just a little bit of experience, what kind of training do you give them 
Well, there's a lot of shadowing that happens during okay. these. Um, and of course, we, we sit down and go over technical stuff with equipment and things like that. And we actually have a training day coming up this weekend where mm -hmm. we're all going to go out uh, together and hang out and just investigate, practice things, talk about things, learn from each other. So we're going to be doing that all day on Sunday mm -hmm. uh, with each other. And uh, we are going to be actually investigating as well. Um, a potential new location for us to hold events at. So oh, okay. it's kind of working hand in hand. So we're going to investigate it, see if we catch anything there while training and, uh, you know, just kind of getting to know each other and, and make sure everybody's on the same page with everything. So uh, our, we take our training very seriously and we take the people that we uh, hire very, very seriously too. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not something that it's not like a snap decision. They have to come out with us a lot. We talk to them a lot. We see how they do. We, you know, it's it's a long, long, long process. The, the people that we're working with now, they have been technically working through the new hire process now for a few months. So, you know, it's, it's just not something that we that we do. It's something we take very, very seriously because we really, um, you know, our customers, uh, a lot of them end up becoming our friends. And we want to give them uh, the most authentic and the best paranormal experience um, that we can. So we, we take that very, very seriously. And we have great reviews for all of, our, all of our events. And that's something that we really take to heart. And we just want to continue to push the envelope and just continue to give them a, a better experience. Uh, and th that sounds terrific. And one of the things that, that I really want to, I stress, at least on my events, is the, what, what this really is and, frankly, what it's not. Uh, the people do get, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I have, people have gotten the wrong impression of what it is from watching the TV shows and, and I think the TV shows have helped the, the field quite a bit in getting it out there but it's also given people the wrong impression much like the uh, cop shows that I can't stand because it gives the, the general public generally the wrong idea of what we do mm -hmm. but um, but I think it's important that we also help folks understand what this whole this whole philosophy this whole field is and what it's not for that reason um, how many events do you think you do a year? Yeah, we probably do somewhere in the neighborhood uh, 20 to 30, I would say, somewhere in that ballpark. I was going to say, we usually do um, between two to three a month uh, most of the time. You know, we kind of slow down a little bit around like December because uh, Christmas, everybody's crazy busy. The weather isn't great. And then uh, we really kick it up in the fall, you know. Yeah, the fall is the, the busy time. Uh, no question question about that. How many people do you, you normally draw on, a, on an event? How many people do you allow in, I should say? Well, that depends on the size of the location, really. Mm -hmm. um, because, like I said, we take it very seriously. So we make sure that because we take a big group, we split them down into, you know, smaller groups. We make sure uh, that uh. there is uh, no contamination between groups. So, Good. Uh, in in your small group, I, I if if I can hear another group or hear something like that, yeah. that is not going to work for me. I agree, you know? and I got to I got to cut you off here because we got to go to our next break. Folks, stay right. with us. I've got Brett McGinnis from Ghosts and That Paranormal Adventures. We'll be right back after these messages. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's author of a fascinating book, Amen. 
It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. Children in Ukraine have been wounded and are traumatized by the violence. UNICEF is on the ground providing health, hygiene, and critical emergency supplies. Please go to unicef.org to donate now. Thank you. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. You have heard of the X Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. And we are back on Paranormal Stakeout with my guest tonight, Brett, Mc Brett McGinnis of Ghostnet Paranormal Adventures out of Pittsburgh. Uh, last uh, segment before the break, uh, Brett, we were talking about groups, and and I agree, breaking them down into smaller groups, we uh, we actually do the same thing, because I know a lot of folks out there. And you may even have experienced that you go on some of these events and you have 35 people in a small room mm -hmm. and it just doesn't work. No. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our events are not like that uh, at all. Like I said, you know, everybody on my team is a real paranormal investigator and and we want to give them an experience that they can remember and that they want to come back to again. Mm -hmm. So we make sure that our groups are small, that you can't hear any other group at all, that everything is good, everything is smooth. And, uh, you know, we, we really just want to give them a, a really, really good experience. And we have people that come back and they come to almost every single event with us, you know, and it, it's it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Most of our locations here are regional in the western Pennsylvania area. But this year we have expanded out to West Virginia. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to be up in Buffalo, New York for our first uh, event in New York. So this year we're really expanding out. And uh, we've had people travel all over for our events. We had people come all the way from Texas just to go on a ghost hunt with us. Uh, oh. From Texas, from Maine, uh, South Carolina. Um, uh, I'm trying to think where else. And, of course, some of the other surrounding states, you know, Maryland and Ohio and New York. But for somebody to come from Texas just to go on a ghost hunt with us is amazing. I don't even know how they found out about us in Texas. Uh, you know, we don't advertise in Texas or anything like that. But uh -huh. uh, uh, they came and, 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 you know, they had a, they had a great time. So it, it, it's amazing to me, uh, how interested people are, are in it and how much they want to come out with us. And, and we love it. Everybody on my team loves investigating the paranormal. You know, it, it's not something that we do because we have to do it. It's something we do because we want to do it and we love it. Yeah, it, it does become a passion, but this, uh, begs the next question. Why still the interest i mean so many things especially in the entertainment world wax and wane i mean you get highs and lows and certainly we've experienced this in the world of what i call paranormal tourism yeah. why do you think people still keep coming back i have the same i've got some folks that have been on two or three of my events and they're coming back for more mm -hmm. not to mention the new ones why is why is the interest still there do you think well, I think everybody, you know, kind of has a, a different a different reason on why 
people keep coming back and, and there's still such an interest. But I think people are always going to be interested in, in the unknown, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just human nature. Everybody's interested in the unknown. If, if we weren't interested in the unknown as, as human beings, uh, you know, everybody would have stayed on, you know, one continent. They wouldn't have hopped on ships and crossed the ocean. You know what I mean? Sure. So uh, uh, the unknown is, is always interesting until it's known. And, you know, there's still a lot of unknown out there in the, in the paranormal world. So uh, it, it's something that is, I don't think is going to go away. I think interest is only going to grow. And, uh, you know, as we make more advancements with equipment and, and theories and ideas and, and, and things like that, I, I think it's only going to continue to grow. I think, I think there's a lot of, a lot of room there uh, to grow, and I think there's uh, going to be interest for years and years and years to come. Yep, and I, I would tend to agree with you, but there is one other problem out there, and I don't know uh, if you've faced it. I have, and that's individuals that either A, are charlatans, in other words, they're creating things in, 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 in order to bring folks in, or frankly, that they're just not comp. I don't want to use the word competent because sometimes they mean well, but they're just not um, not trained well enough. In other words, they're bringing people in and, and conducting these events, and they're sure. not. They're not. Have you experienced that at all? Yeah, for sure. You know, um, we've had people come on our events before. Uh, and then they've gone to, you know, another event. I know around Halloween time, it seems that a lot of, you know, people pop up and there's ghost tours here, ghost tours here and, mm-hmm. you know, all around and, and they'll come back to us and they say, oh, we went, we went to this and it was just, it was chaotic. It was, it was, it was, you know, I thought it was not real, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. So, you know, that, that is problematic, but it, it's just like, you know. It's just like a restaurant, you know what I mean? If somebody has a bad meal at one restaurant, doesn't mean they're never going to go to another restaurant again and, and have a great meal. So, sure, sure. Uh, you know, but I, I totally get what you're saying. And that's something that, you know, that we have experienced as well. But, you know, I, I do less of concentrating on like the other people and they're doing their events and stuff and, and just try to, I want to give my customer just, I want to give them the best experience that they can have. I want them to have a good time and hopefully experience some paranormal activity. And and that's the one thing I, in fact, we joked about it earlier. The one thing I tell folks is a ghost hunting is like fishing. Sometimes they're biting, sometimes they're not. And I can't control that. And I think once you lay that out there and explain to folks that this is an experience, which is another word I'm going to mention to you in just a second. It's an experience that isn't, you're not guaranteed to see a ghost every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and being honest and upfront is very, very important. That's also why I spend a lot of time on all my events and that we do walking tours as well as uh, uh, guided events like you do. We talk a lot about history to give folks an understanding of the history of where they're at. Cause I think you'll agree if you don't understand the history of where you're at, then none of the rest of it makes sense. Right. So, yeah. um, uh, and I think being real and it worries me that there's folks out there that are either charlatans they're they're doing it for the wrong reason uh, or they're just not, competent enough to do it properly and giving folks the wrong impression mm-hmm. uh that's kind of where i'm at with on that issue and it, it does concern me uh i've uh, met some folks i won't mention where that were both and um what is there something we can do to combat that is it something we need to even address as individuals that put on these types of events no i mean i i don't know i think everybody can kind of handle it their own way but what I like I said before, what I try to do is I just try to give them the best experience when they're with me, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I want them to to have a good time, whether they, you know, see a ghost or don't see a ghost. And I tell them, you know, I've been investigating, you know, for 12 years. And in that 12 years with my own eyes, I have only seen two things ever with my mm-hmm. own eyes. I've heard lots of things, you know, catch a lot of EVPs, you know, yep. uh, get some interesting mm-hmm. photos have some interesting personal experiences that don't involve me seeing anything. And that's something that they might experience tonight. But I I want them to walk away, having a good time, get some history, make some new friends, and and, and just want to give them something that they're going to talk about for years to come. Excellent, excellent. Okay. What what are your theories on the paranormal? Do Do you have your personal thoughts of what this phenomenon is? Well, you know, it's it's confusing because there's lots of different things that it could be, and I and that's really exciting for me that nobody that nobody knows for sure. And I, I talk about some of the yep. theories with some of my guests, and 
I, you know, I tell them that nobody's right, nobody's wrong. And, and that could be a confusing thing. But I talk about, you know, theories that, you know, that it could be, you know, 1852 at the same time that it's 2019. And they're getting a glimpse of us and we're getting a glimpse of them every once in a while. And we're calling it a ghost. You know, uh, I tell them that nobody has the answers. I don't know. Nobody's going to know. But I do know that we're catching something here. And, and, you know, what is that? And maybe tonight is the night that we find out, you know. Yeah. Do you, do you have a particular favorite piece of equipment that you use on your events or that you use personally? So, um, you know, I I really like doing EVP sessions, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and I know it's a little controversial here and there, but we, we really like the Panasonic DR60s, uh, the voice recorders. Sure. So we have a couple of those that we use um, and we've gotten great results with them. Um, we've caught some really interesting things with them. Uh, a lot of times we pet, if we catch a really nice piece of evidence on one of our events, we'll throw it up online to get everybody's opinion of it. So mm-hmm. that is, that's my favorite thing to use. Um, but we have a whole slew of equipment, uh, that we use on our, uh, investigations. You know, we have thermal imaging cameras, night vision cameras, full spectrum cameras. We have, um, uh, different types of voice recorders. We have, you know, spear boxes and portals. Uh, we have, uh, boo bears and we have other trigger objects and, and K2 meters. And, and, you know, we got, we have, I think we have at least two of everything. It's like Noah's Ark in our, uh, in our equipment case. So, uh, but we're always, you know, we're always looking for the new thing and seeing what else is out there and sticking with the tried and true. And, you know, we always tell people that they're the best piece of equipment is their own body, you know, uh, their senses. And, uh, and, you know, we always tell them that if, uh, if they see something, say something, uh, we always tell them that we have trademarked that slogan uh, <laughs> see something, yeah. say something. Uh, uh-huh. and, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of what we tell everybody, but yeah, we'll, we'll try anything at least once and see if it works. You know what I mean? But, uh, we, one of our investigators, Ken, he has quite the setup. He has like, I always tell people it's like the temple of doom with him going through. Uh-huh. He's got a booby trapped with motion sensors and laser grids. And it's just, uh, it, it's a crazy, crazy thing. And people love his group. They love seeing all of his toys and all of his instruments and, and he really, he really does a huge setup for all of our events. And everybody on my team investigates different. I think that's really cool. So whenever people uh, get to visit with each investigator, they're getting, you know, they're getting something different. They're not getting an EVP session in every single group, you know, or they're not getting uh, somebody using a, a spirit box or a portal in every single group. They're getting mm-hmm. different equipment, uh, different investigation techniques, and that just kind of goes along with, uh, you know, nobody's right, nobody's wrong, and uh, you never know what's going to get a response. We've had a lot of luck, uh, which I was super skeptical of at first, but we've had a lot of good success with ghost boxes, um, Frank's mm-hmm. boxes, things like that, yep. um, and especially doing the um, uh, passive listening uh, experiments. Are you familiar with that one? Per- the uh, person's hooked up to the ghost box with the earphones. Uh, that's been very, very successful for us, and as well as um, – uh, the the tried and true mail meter, and probably mm-hmm. the creepiest thing that we use, at least I think it's the creepiest thing, is that boo bear. <laughs> uh, you'll be sitting there, yeah. and, and for those of you out there that don't know what it, it's a, it's a teddy bear used as a trigger object, but it's also got sensors in it that will it'll comment if the temperatures change or the or the item gets touched or moved. So it's, it's but the voice is creepy as all get out. And if you miss it on your, if you don't mention it on your EVP, on your recorder, it'll, you'll think it's an EVP. <laughs> but uh, we're getting ready to go to our last segment, folks. So stay with us. Paranormal Stakeout. We'll be back right after these messages. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. 
Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Christopher Fulton is a survivor of the National Security State. All he wanted to do was preserve history when he acquired a Cartier watch from the estate of President Kennedy's personal secretary. But that simple act set off a terrible chain reaction. He was pursued by the U.S. Justice Department and the FBI, thrust into the middle of the U.S. government's Assassination Records Review Board, even monitored and pursued by the Russian government. All because that Cartier watch was the missing link of evidence, a timepiece worn by JFK that fateful day in Dallas, a link resulting in Christopher being incarcerated and attacked for nine years because he opened a hidden chapter in history. The intriguing journey outlined fully in Christopher Fulton's memoir, The Inheritance, is available now through Trinday.com or Amazon.com. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination by Christopher and Michelle Fulton is a must-read, an incredible tale of how easily our own government can overrule justice. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination. And we are back for our last segment of tonight's show with my guest, Brett McGinnis. And it's been interesting uh, talking to a, a colleague up in, uh, up in the north, the frozen north, yeah. <laughs> Ghosts and that Paranormal Adventures in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, interesting stuff. And uh, we, it's amazing hearing you. We do a lot of the same things. We got a couple things that are different. But it's, uh, I think, as long as we're providing folks with the right information and, mm-hmm. and it is entertainment. There's no question about that. Um, and giving them the experience. And that's the one thing I want to mention before I, I was talking to um, a gentleman that I'm working with in England, actually. And mm-hmm. he brought up a good point with what we do. We're not really investigating, but we're providing an experience for these folks. And I, and I thought that was a really uh, insightful comment. So I've kind of, I'm spending more time calling it an experience than anything. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I do want to mention that Brett's uh, email, website is ghosts, G H O S T S N A T dot com, dot com. Please, uh, please visit that website and learn more about it. I would also like to invite all of you to uh, visit my website uh, for the Florida Bureau of Paranormal Investigation at www.paranormalfbi.com. You can also catch me here on uh, my website on the X-Zone at paranormalstakeout.com. I also would like to invite all of you to come Come by and check some of the other great programming on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net, for all the great shows you'll find on the X-Zone Radio and Television Broadcast Network. Well, as we close this, it's, this hour has gone quick, Brett. Uh, a, lo- yeah. a lot of things I'd like to chat with you about some more. But one thing that caught my eye, being a, a cop myself, um, interviewing uh Bruce Tango. Uh, many of us have seen him on the the TV show. He made a couple of guest appearances appearances with his son um, Dave, and of course uh, the uh, another gentleman on the show was a, a cop also. I'm sure that you're familiar with him, retired mm-hmm. uh, police officer from New Jersey. Uh, what was it like doing a show, and how did you end up doing a show on Bruce Tango and his experiences? Yeah, so you know, of course, Dave. Uh, was on the show that I was on, Ghost Hunters Academy, so I knew Dave uh, from that. And uh, after the show was over, I've stayed in touch both with Steven and Tango now since that show uh, has been filmed. And uh, I think I was at an event. I went to an event to hang out with Steven Tango, and Bruce was also there, and that's the first time I met Bruce. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of clicked right away. You know, we were hanging out. He was telling me all kinds of stories. We exchanged phone numbers after that, and we started to talk. You know, he's in in New Jersey, and I'm in Pennsylvania, so it's about six hours from me. So uh, mm-hmm. we talked, and we hung out a few times after that, and uh, then we started to do a couple events together. Bruce has some uh, events that he does every year, year in New Jersey, and he invited me to come out and do some of those. So we got to become really, really good friends. And uh, Bruce had, had always talked about uh, his paranormal experience as a child, and that's kind of what got Dave into, uh, into being uh, an investigator, is hearing about the story from uh, his dad. So uh, Bruce told the event, at, or told his story at events, and uh, 
we talked about it one time. We thought, you know, it'd be a great idea to uh, to get a sketch done of what he saw as a child, like a police, get an old police sketch okay. artist in there to do a composite sketch on it. And Bruce had always wanted to do that. And I said, you know, why don't we film that? That would be really cool to film. So that was kind of the blast off point. And we, we started to talk about it and we kind of set up that we're going to do this. And then we said, you know what, why don't we do a whole documentary on it? And, uh, and it was really, really awesome. You know, it, it took a lot of planning uh, to plan all this out and to storyboard it. And, and what it is, it is a, uh, it's a 45 minute documentary and it is uh, Bruce telling his story along with some um, recreations of the events that happened because this happened back in the uh, 50s and mm -hmm. 60s in New Elizabeth, New Jersey. And so some recreations of some of those events. Um, and then uh, we, d we do get the sketch done. So you actually get to see the face that Bruce saw uh, whenever he was a child. And Bruce says it is extremely accurate to what, uh, to what he saw as a child. And then we actually end up going back to um, the place where Bruce had this experience, and we do a little investigating of our own to see if, if anything is still there. So it's really cool. There's a, there's a very nice police tie in there. You know, we get the sketch done by um, somebody named Lou Trowbridge, who is a New Jersey sketch artist who worked on some big cases in in New Jersey, uh, sketching for uh, for the police. And uh, we did it in the police station there, which is really cool in the in the the, the police station right there in New Jersey, and. Uh, it was a it was a really cool experience, and that came out like I said in 2015. We had mm -hmm. a big premiere for it out in New Jersey. Uh, both uh, Steve Gonzalez and Dave Tango came to it, and uh, it was a really cool experience. A lot of people really enjoyed the documentary. Um, there's a trailer up for it if you search "The Steering Man" on YouTube. You can see the trailer for it there, um, okay. or if you see Bruce or, or myself at an event, we have copies of it there as well. So uh, it, it it was really really cool. Did he ever discuss uh, incidents that occurred while he was on the job? Um, not in detail, um, but but I do know that some incidents did happen, and he, of course, heard a lot of incidents from his friends on the force as well. Yeah, it's it's really amazing. People people would be shocked if they knew how many law enforcement officers, retired and active, actually investigate the paranormal based upon things they've seen while working. Uh, I mean, my very first, I, I had no experience as a child at all. My first uh, connection to the paranormal was when I first started my law enforcement career down in Miami back in 1980. So, uh, you know, it's, it's just amazing how many of us have seen things. We've gone to, you know, burglary calls where the uh, alarm goes off, but mm -hmm. the place is buttoned up tight and there's nothing in there. We see something out of the corner of our eye movement, all kinds of weird things. So that's why I was wondering if he had discussed any of that with you too, or if that was part of the production. Maybe that'll, that's, that's maybe the next one that we're going to do together. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I think it would be. And there's, uh, there's a lot of interest in it now. Um, I've actually, uh, th with the help of, uh, some friends of mine up at XZ, X, uh, the X zone are trying to put together a law enforcement, uh, type of organization, Law enforcement, mm -hmm. paranormal investigator type organization, because it's really amazing. Pa um, paramedics, also uh, emergency workers, uh, doctors, anybody in the hospital. Yeah. A lot of times they have some interesting stuff. I had mm -hmm. a, actually, actually had a um, a doctor who came on one of my tours, and I'm sure you've yeah. seen guy. You've had guys like this. They they're standing in the corner and they're looking, and they're you just say, ah, he doesn't he doesn't believe any of this. He's he's gonna. Bunk everything, and this guy stood in the corner. Then after the tour was over, he came over. He, he started his career as a doctor in the ER in Colorado, and he told me about a guy that came in with a bad knife wound was dying. They call in a, a special thoracic surgeon to to save the guy's life, and the guy was the victim was unconscious the whole time. Four or five weeks later, he comes the the victim comes back into the hospital, seeks this doctor out, and says, uh, "You know, I actually watched the whole thing and." Who was the guy with the funny glasses? And this was the doctor that saved him. So here was this this physician who was an ER doc at the time, had experiences, had had gone through this, and actually believed in something happening after death. Because here was this guy explaining something to him yeah. that he he couldn't have seen. So something to think about for your future yeah. endeavors. Yeah, there's a lot so, out there that we don't know. And 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 that's the big key here. We don't know. 
know, and I think you said it earlier in the discussion, there's all kinds of uh, questions out there. We don't know what the answers are, but let's get out there and, and try and, and seek them. What do you think the future is for this field? Uh, not, not, only, not only for the, the, the paranormal tourism end of it, but just the research and investigation end of it. I know you mentioned you don't think it'll ever quite go away, but what do you see as the future? Well, I think, you know, as, as technology advances, I think that eventually somebody's going to come across something that's going to work really, really well. You know, I don't know what that is going to be exactly, uh, but I, I equipment-wise, or, or I think that somewhere along the line we're going to bump into something. I don't know when it's going to be, but uh, I think I think people are just we're going to continually have an interest in it because I mean, fact of the matter is everybody everybody's going to die at some point. You know, uh, <laughs> as much as we don't want to think about it, you know, it's going to happen. So. Uh, I think everybody has kind of an interest in, in, in what's going to happen afterwards. You know, it's it is the greatest mystery of life. Oh, so, agreed. Uh, you know, I think it's just going to continue, and uh, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But I, I think all the TV stuff and you know all the the media stuff. I think that's all here to stay. I know people have been saying, "Oh, it's going away. Oh, it's going to die." Well, no, well, not not a chance. Let me ask you this, and let me throw a, a curveball at you. Uh huh. There are those. Dear friends of mine, even that have said this, there's a vested interest in making sure this doesn't go away because of all the money that's being made. What What do you say about that comment? To make sure it doesn't go away. That, to do, that, that it's the answers are never discovered because if it does, people are going to start, start losing money. Uh, I don't does know. Does that make I, sense? Am I making uh, sense? Yeah, yeah it make that 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 theory would make sense, but. Um... I, I I don't I don't think that's true because I think that if somebody would uh, discover you know all the answers I think that they would that person would make way more money than he would keeping it a secret you know what I mean so I, I think I think as soon as as soon as somebody figures out something uh, which is probably going to be by mistake you know all, it usually all is discoveries are, are by mistake so he's probably going to be trying to invent some new type of toaster or something and he's going to come across. Um, a great way to uh, to tap into the paranormal world, and uh, I I think uh, I think as soon as it's out, uh, it's going to get out there. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, I think it's going to be in the realm of the in instrumental transcommunication EVP area. Well, Brett, I really enjoyed our time tonight. I'm going to look forward to talking to you soon. Uh, enjoy the beautiful summer up in Pennsylvania. But thank you for being on the show tonight, my friend. And for the rest of us. Please stay tuned. We'll be back next week with another show. Thank you for listening. This is Larry Lawson signing off. Paranormal Stakeout. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon, 
Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simultv. Simultv offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. 